There's no secret formula for better service throughout the customer journey. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot. It makes it infinitely easier to scale customer support and increase retention. By bringing service and support together in one powerful platform, you can deliver the best experiences for your customers and your teams. Free up time for your reps to focus on complex issues with an AI-powered help desk. Proactively drive retention with customer health scores that help keep your business ahead, stopping churn in its tracks. And give your entire go-to-market team the data they need to operate as one unified, powerful front. Also, you can easily support, strengthen, and grow your customer base. Secrets out. HubSpot Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. What is going on, everyone? It's Monday, January 30th. I'm Rob Litters here with Jacob Cohen, and you are listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're going to talk about theme parks. Specifically, one of Disney's cable competitors is starting to find success in the business, and we're going to break down what that all means for Disney. But before we get there, let's take a look at what else is going on in the world of business and tech. The future of NFTs are at stake today as Hermes, the luxury brand, kicks off its trademark case against Mason Rothschild, an artist who sold 100 images of its famous Birkin bags as NFTs. Stay tuned there. Today in the world of weird collabs, we have Hormel and Modest Brewing Company, which partnered on a limited edition chili cheese beer available for $24 per four pack. It's kind of like getting everything that you need for a football game in one can. CVS and Walmart announced they'll cut their pharmacy hours due to a pharmacist shortage. In terms of what that actually means, Walmart is planning to close most of its almost 5,000 pharmacies in the U.S. at 7 p.m. as opposed to 9 p.m. So if you need to run out for a subscription, you better do that earlier than usual. Good news for frequent flyers, Southwest Airlines is testing updated scheduling software following the holiday meltdown that caused over 16,000 canceled flights. All right, now let's talk about theme parks. Okay, so JC, we've been talking about Disney on this podcast quite a bit lately. They just got into a proxy battle with one of their angry investors, and now they're getting challenged by a company in theme parks that I don't really think a lot of people would recognize are in the theme park space. The company is Comcast. Can you talk a little bit about this? What is Comcast doing in the theme park business? (laughs) Yes. So I, I think you're right. I think when your average American thinks about Comcast, they probably think about their cable TV bill or their internet service provider, or maybe about Peacock, the streaming service. But one bright area of the company, actually, that, that, like you said, may not be as obvious, that also appears to be growing pretty rapidly, is the company's theme park business, Universal theme parks, uh, where revenue increased 12% to $2.1 billion in the fourth quarter of 2022, year over year. And that was primarily due to increased attendance and things like guest spending. And I just think generally, in a world where streaming, especially with regard to like profitability, is just dominating the media zeitgeist, as we like to say, these giant theme parks are somewhat 
underappreciated just for their sheer scale and impact. And they're also just doing better and better than ever before at monetizing visitors uh, for better or worse, which we'll get into. Definitely. And I think it can be kind of hard to track like who actually owns certain theme parks. Can you kind of break down some of the theme parks that are in the Comcast portfolio? Yes. So the company operates today two theme parks in the U.S., one in California, one in Florida, also has one each in Tokyo, Singapore, and Beijing. Uh, in less than a month, though, they're, they're expanding pretty quickly over the next couple of years. In less than a month, Universal Studios Hollywood is opening a big Super Nintendo World expansion. Uh, Universal Studios Orlando has expansion plans for what it's calling the Epic Universe in 2025, which will reportedly double the size of that park, cost a billion dollars. Sheesh. They're also working on some smaller scale concept theme parks, like a children's focused park in Texas and a horror focused park in Las Vegas that if people like, they could expand eventually internationally. I love that. And you you mentioned Texas. So they're building this park in Frisco, Texas. It's north of Dallas. And like all you really need to know if you're north of Dallas in Texas is that there's just an absolutely insane amount of space and an insane amount of people. (laughs) Frisco is enormous. I think that town, if you call it a town or a city or Metroplex or whatever, has like eight different high schools. It's absolutely huge. So there's a massive market for a children-focused theme park in Frisco right now without even like including people that will travel to visit there. Like Frisco and the surrounding areas in Northern Texas are an absolute hotbed of families. There you go. So obviously Disney is the biggest tuna in this space and they have been especially good at squeezing visitors while it's uh, basically every turn. Last year at Disney's U.S. parks per capita spend was up 40% from 2019. But interestingly, our friend, our colleague, Zach, did a great analysis on the rise of prices at Disneyland uh, last year. What he found was that since 1960, if prices just tracked with inflation, the total cost for two adult, two child tickets, parking in a one-night hotel stay should be around $360 at uh, Disneyland. They currently cost well over $1,000. Uh, for that package. And the cost of parking at Disneyland has jumped almost 12,000% since 1960. That is the price of nostalgia right there. That is what you have to pay for the childhood memories that are linked to Disneyland. And I think that's, that's probably, we'll get to it in a second, but I think like when we're talking about takeaways and who can actually compete with Disney in theme parks, it's interesting. Yeah. Even so, people still go, you know, theme parks are generally thought of as a pretty recession-proof industry. Yeah. And also for companies like Disney and Comcast, theme parks are a big generator of their free cash flow that helps them afford a lot of- The cost of streaming. Exactly. The cost of streaming and getting their streaming services, Disney Plus, Peacock, up and running. So it's an interesting space right now, but I think one that a lot of people don't don't really think about much. Right. And I think like the funny thing to me is- Can people compete with Disney? It's going to be really interesting to see going forward if Disney can kind of keep its reins on the theme park world. And I think like I'm bullish. I think for the most part, yes, they can. Like uh, my family's not like a crazy theme park family. We're not like a crazy Disney family. My parents are not Disney adults, but we went to Disney World for a a vacation when we were younger. It almost felt like a rite of passage, like something that we absolutely had to do. And I remember that vacation vividly. It was such a fun vacation. We still talk about memories from that vacation. 
They have the Super Bowl winning MVP say, I'm going to Disney World. They have like all yeah. this stuff that kind of like taps into the culture that just reinforces the narrative that Disney is the place to go for a theme park vacation. And I don't know, I think like the only the only theme park that I've heard of that I've heard people get as rabid about is Harry Potter World and, and the Harry Potter theme park. But that might just be because I'm married to an absolute Harry Potter <laughs> yes. uh, fanatic. So that, that could totally be why I'm biased, yeah. Yeah, but it is true. These theme parks have a really special kind of place in definitely American culture, but they're becoming insanely expensive as a result, but also increasingly important to these businesses' bottom lines. And I think as these companies continue to ramp up their streaming services, you're just going to see them continue doubling down on the in-person parts of their business, which is these theme parks. And totally. Uh, fortunately, that means they're just going to get more expensive. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you said like theme park attendance has been, it's the highest it's been since pre-COVID, right? Like people are generally comfortable going back to theme parks right now. And yeah. attendance has just been skyrocketing. Yeah. Data from Morning Consult shows that uh, understandably since, since the start of COVID, people are now uh, the most comfortable uh, that they've been to in terms of feeling uh, comfortable going back to these theme parks. So you're just going to see attendance continue to increase. And uh, I've never actually been to Disney World or Disneyland, but <laughs> and I have no intention. Really? Yeah. JC. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty much the, it's like the boilerplate American capitalist experience, I feel like. I feel like it's just such an American experience to go to Disney World. Yeah, it is. All right, and that is going to do it for us today. Thank you for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We are a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trupiano, and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We have way more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, what are you doing? Go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co slash email. I hope you have a wonderful Monday, and we will see you tomorrow. Hey, everybody, I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team Alan, Leanne, Elliot, as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. They actually just did an episode with John Smith, who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player Diego Maradona. He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies, and Work wherever you get your podcasts.